Welcome to something crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to something crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to something crunchy. Welcome to another episode of Red Pills and Blue Pills. <laughs> yeah. I'm Cullen Blake. With me is always Blair and Tyler Jeffs. Hey. How are we feeling tonight? I'm feeling all the pills. Oh, I'm excited to slip <laughs> yeah. into another dimension. Very pumped for tonight's episode. Full transparency. We recorded this on Christmas Day and I'm hammered. Uh, <laughs> you think that'd mean we know everyone is with their families and should not be bothered. But instead, I think we should see who we can get on the horn. Love it. Tis the season to bug some friends and family. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Mary Crunchbiz. How are you, sis? Good. What's happening? Nothing. Thank you for joining us. I just have one quick question for you. In okay. 60 seconds or less, can you explain what the Matrix is? <laughs> <laughs> This is so be me. My exact um, reaction. Go ahead and pass it over to Derek. <laughs> 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 hey, how's it going? Oh, first time crunching down with us. Please welcome brother-in-law number two, Derek Bailey. Yeah. How are you? Yes, sir. Hey. <laughs> Have a quick question for you. Your wife totally right. butchered it. In 60 All seconds right, well. or less, can you explain what the Matrix is? Okay, um, I have two theories. Uh, one is walking through a dark hallway with Lego blocks on the floor. Okay. <laughs> totally see it. Yep. Second is that closed down truck stop that had drag queens. <laughs> it was that bar right off the highway, right? Right. Just, just before right. you get downtown. Yeah. Totally right. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah. was a fun spot. It closed down years ago. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it was interesting spot. Sad thing, it went away. Those are two excellent theories. Thank you so much for your participation. I'm sorry for bothering you on Christmas. Tell Rochelle she nailed it. We love you guys. <laughs> We're calling her later. All right. <laughs> no worries. All right. Thank you guys. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Proving my point exactly. Oh, everybody's gonna have such a different. Nobody knows. Great point of view on this. Got one more, just for good measure. He said, forget it. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, I don't want to play. Fuck you. Merry Christmas. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message he system. Said, Fuck your crunch, Nine, one. <laughs> there he is. Hey, it's Adam Berman coming back to the crunch cast. How's hey! it going? Welcome back. What's up? How are you, Bruzen? Can you hear us? <laughs> Can hear you. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Good. Glad to have you back on. Just have a quick Happy question Christmas for you. Happy Christmas and Exactly. Yeah. In 60 seconds or less, can you explain what the Matrix is? Okay. <laughs> so this has changed since the new one came out a little bit, I think. Oh, so you're fresh off the new film. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're, you're much more prepared time. to answer this. I should have known that. Well, I mean, it actually kind of changed whatever I thought, so. That's interesting. I haven't really changed figured your out. your point of view. Yeah, a little bit. It just made it a lot more confusing. I mean, it's confusing no matter what. But as far as I ever understood it, 
it was a simulation, like a virtual reality simulation, you know, created by the machines that are plugged into humans. So they don't know that they're being, you know, imprisoned and, and farmed for energy or whatever in the real world. I, mean, I feel like that's like the best answer that you could get. I mean, that's, there's it's, that's the right. It could mean a million different things because yeah. it, I mean that's that's what it seemed like, but that's the whole point of it. It's to be confusing. What? Yeah, yeah. But like well, you totally also, nailed it. I feel. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't need sixty seconds. You were like, I'll do it in ten, <laughs> and I'd like to use my other fifty to talk some trash to biscuits here. So you're playing <laughs> Tyler in the playoffs fantasy. Mm-hmm. We always do quick little fantasy updates, like anyone gives a shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys are all like in the mix Blair is, I like squeaked into the quarter Blair final. came yeah. from like dead last with me to like and here I am in top four what's up I'm really excited yeah, to see how it plays some, out this is the I real championship game Neo in the Matrix to <laughs> Aaron Jones scores more touchdowns <laughs> we'll let you get back to some holiday stuff man are you gonna go see the movie any movie yeah not sure which one but yeah pumped for your review thank you so much for joining us Appreciate yes call you later and, and yeah you were the right one to call you knew that like you had that in the pocket I'm pretty <laughs> sure he googled that right before we called him too easy no, too easy. like too good of an answer you should no. write a book bro <laughs> talk to you soon later bye right. bye okay well i was kind of planning on him of having more of like a answer similar to the first two but he was kind of right on point yeah i love rochelle and Derek. <laughs> Do you have anything different to say than what Adam put? Like, would that be your answer, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's almost exactly what I would have said. So he was on point with that. Yep. Simulation uh, used to trick your mind into making you feel like this is actual reality when, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're just a battery on the other end. Blair, does that make any sense to you? I mean, yes. Actually, I feel like this last movie gave me a lot of answers because... You were a little confused. After I mean, I was, but I mean, it's like an alternate. It's a reality and a choice between, you know, the side or the side and like wanting to like learn the truth or stay in this place. And That's comfortable. Tru- yeah. yeah. Truth and free will is definitely a big part of it. You picked up on some of those elements. Yeah. And good for you. Blister. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Before, if but if you would have just called me, I would have been exactly like Rochelle. Just um, like laughing. I and knew like, Rochelle was going to do that. I'm not going to have the perfect set answer up for Rochelle you right for now. That, and that's perfect. She nailed it. She <laughs> that's did. like such a hard question. Just like out of the blue. Hey. She had no idea what Seconds explain the major. Hey, Merry Christmas. Let me pull you away from your family. 60 seconds tell me about that movie 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. <clears throat> Schnookered. <laughs> Let's begin with a brief history of where the Matrix began okay. and the robot uprising referred to as the Second Renaissance. You would only know these details by being familiar with the original comics, the trilogy of films, and the Animatrix. Mm hmm. At some point in 21st century, mankind was successfully able to create a fully functional artificial intelligence, a robot who could perform remedial tasks, mechanical, walking, talking humans. At some point, a robot B1-66ER overhears its owners talking about sending him to get scrapped. And like all other robot humans seem to do, it develops a will to live. In the effort to avoid the fate of getting thrown into the junkyard, the robot murders its owners and stands trial for it. After being found guilty, it and its entire line of robots get scrapped. Technology keeps getting developed and robots end up becoming autonomous. They've developed their own city where they could live in peace away from mankind and even applied to the United Nations for admission. Not only was it denied, but humans then nuked their city. 
Unfortunately for mankind, nukes don't have the same effect on robots as they do on humans, and this shit started a massive war. With the robots winning the war, the humans finally develop a solution. Most of the robots seem to be solar powered, so they construct this brilliant plan to block out the sun and cut off their power supply at the source. This plan totally backfires. No one fucking thought about how much humans Ugh. need the sun as well, so all human food sources start getting wiped out. Not only that, but without reliable energy, the robots are seeking an alternative source and found when experimenting on captured soldiers that they could use humans similar to batteries, as we learn per this scene with Morpheus. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being into this. So the robots then set out to mass enslave humans in order to harness their energy and turn them into these batteries. No good. This is the history preceding the Matrix. And we hope you enjoyed this part of your simulation this evening. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're under 30 and want to know why the Matrix blew our minds in 1999, let's first take you to 1998 and go over what was hot, what we were all yoked about seeing at the time. All right. Boner Jams 03. <laughs> <laughs> These are the movies we were watching. In yeah, what were we getting into? SLC Punk. Rounders. Wow. Senseless. Pleasantville. Yeah. The Water Boy. Rush Hour. A Night uh, at the Roxbury. Basketballs. I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> but you are a little bit. The Wedding Singer. Can't Hardly Wait. The Faculty. Half Bait. The Big Lebowski. There's something about Mary. We did get a little American History X and Fear and Loathing, and then there was Blade, probably the closest thing we got to something Matrixy, mm -hmm. but a little heavy on the Deacon Frost. <laughs> the Matrix wasn't just different or next level at the time. It was unlike anything we had ever seen yes. and just wasn't even recognized as something that could be achieved at the time. It took us by surprise, forever altered both filmmaking and pop culture. It was so visually stunning and mesmerizing, you had just instant gratification on screen almost at all times. Yes. Then there's a story, which is so complex, as we proved, most still have no idea what it's actually about or can even explain what The Matrix is 20 years after. I was so late to the party, and I, I was steadfast at not seeing it. Like, I was all about, you know, not having a cell phone, not embracing technology at that time. I didn't want to look into it, and everybody's like, dude, you have to watch this movie. Like you will literally, this is your your new favorite movie it's, ever. It's your jam. And I was like, I don't believe you. I'm not going to watch it. And then two years after it came out, I finally saw it at somebody's house. And I was like, this is the greatest movie ever made. It's revolutionary. <laughs> I mean, a film is revolutionary when it changes the way filming is done thereafter. And this is unquestionably what happened with The Matrix in 1999. And more so than any other film since we've been alive. Let's explore this list of technical achievement for a second. I know most of these off cuff. Um, most impactful films of our time for merits outside of screenplay and storytelling. I'd have to say Waterworld. Most Ooh. expensive set ever created. That one, like... You know I'm here for Waterworld. I mean, it wasn't good for any other reason than it was remembered <laughs> for being, like, without a doubt, the most expensive set ever created at the time. That is still hilarious to me. In that first Mission Impossible movie, the most expensive scene with all the glass and water, at least at the time. I know The Matrix Reloaded, that freeway chase scene with the twins. Yep. That's up there now. So is the bridge collapse scene from I Am Legend. Um, Goodfellas, longest single shot scene in history, the Coco Cabana scene. Really? Very famous, still the record. Zero cuts. Zero cuts. Man, that's awesome. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, James Cameron. It's my vote. I mean. It's visually stunning. This was next level in 1992. And 
changed the game on a technical level 100 percent. really yeah. yeah and james cameron was known for that he did it again in 97 with titanic and obviously with oh. avatar mm -hmm. oh my god and then like blue minds with avatar too yeah so matrix was a game changer no question about it how about we get into some matrix trivia Mm -hmm. Oh. Now, Blair, no yeah. one wants to hear you get smoked by Tyler. Yeah, I'm like, this like, is not even fair. Okay, so we are going to ask Biscuits these trivia questions. And you have the opportunity, based on your knowledge and his confidence, to bet a chug a claw on whether he is going to be right or wrong. So we're doing it okay. a little bit differently. A okay, little, like little match game. I like, a little... I like that. Yes. So it's like pressure's on him. Pressure's on him. No, he's going to provide an answer. And you could be like, yeah, he... He feels good about that. I'm going to agree. Okay. Or you could be like, he wakes oh, me up in the middle know. of the night to tell me about this <laughs> yeah. all the time. He whispers this. <laughs> this is foreplay. He whispers yeah. that in my ear. Yeah. This sounds familiar. <laughs> all right, biscuits. Hit me. Who of the following was not approached to play Neo when casting for The Matrix? Keanu Reeves, Nicolas Cage, Ethan Hawke, or Will Smith? Hmm. Only one of them was not approached. I'm going to say Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Blair, do you agree? I I at least know that Will Smith was up for the role and Keanu and played it, it down. So that could only be Nicolas Cage and Ethan Hawke. And Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and I feel like they tried to get him too, but there was no. like scheduling conflicts no. at the time. No. Now that you're saying Nicolas Cage again, I don't see him fitting this role. I don't. I can see them trying to push like an Ethan Hawke situation, mm. but I don't think this fits Nicolas Cage. I'm going to no. I'm going to say Blair's going to disagree. She disagrees. Say the yeah. cage. Well, Blair takes some fat sips. Ah, he poor. was totally right on with Ethan Hawke. Why would I even try and fight this? <laughs> <laughs> biscuits right on the money. Blair, bet on the biscuits. Biscuits gets the bet gravy. Bet on the biscuits. <laughs> so Will Smith said no so that he could make Wild Wild West. There you go. When asked by Newsweek if there were any roles that he regretted turning down, Nicolas Cage replied... I don't really have any regrets. Um, <laughs> Such course, a he, said, he said, I don't really have any regrets. There were movies that I probably would have benefited from if circumstances in my life would have allowed me to make them and cited both The Matrix and Lord of the Rings. Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, and Leonardo DiCaprio were also reportedly considered before the filmmakers settled on Keanu Reeves for the part. <laughs> I'm trying to picture Nicolas Cage and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't see it at all. Like it, it would totally almost feel like it's a joke. It's like funny to think of him. Yeah, with just like pointy ears on a horse. Like no, <laughs> I don't see it. The Oval Office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who of the following was not approached to play Morpheus? Ooh. Samuel L. Jackson, Sean Connery, Russell Crowe, or Lawrence Fishburne. Russell Crowe. Sean Connery. I, I could see Sean Connery over Russell Crowe. Mm -mm. It's too old. Who was the first one you said? Samuel L. Jackson. I love that. Yeah. But Lawrence Fishburne was like the call. He killed it. but Yeah, smashed it. But I could see Samuel L. Jackson being up for it. You know that he was dancing in the conversation. So he's going Connery. You're going Crowe. 
Blair's yeah. right this time. Tyler, bro, be drinking. Yeah. Russell Crowe doesn't fit this like in any way. For Sean, Sean Connery, Connery, it was apparently a matter of just not understanding the script. Yeah, I can imagine. And that was also why he turned down Lord of the Rings, too. <laughs> he, he was offered both of them. He would have been great in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he would have been. You, I see that. Yes, that works, but not the Matrix. Can you no. see him as Morpheus? No. Let's talk about he, the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> I got some red pills and blue pills. Let's go to the Matrix. <laughs> you guys, I can't breathe. Victoria. Welcome to the Matrix. Oh, my God. Snort this red pill. Yeah. Let's go to the Matrix. <laughs> I can't. Here, you drive. <laughs> I'm from the Matrix. I've seen the Matrix. <laughs> I can tell you about the Matrix. I care deeply about the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Thank God it was Lawrence Fishburne, is yeah. all I have to say. I mean, perfect. He was the perfect <sighs> end call for that. Well done. Who <laughs> could have been Fish's best role? I'm just going to be thinking, God, I remember that can't. I can't even look at Blake knowing that's like how he wants to speak, like the rest of the stuff. <laughs> Who auditioned for the role of Trinity and was originally supposed to play her until they found she had zero on screen chemistry with Keanu? Whoa. Kate Blanchett, Jada Pinkett Smith, Penelope Cruz, or Gwyneth Paltrow? I don't see any of these people working out for this, like, at all. Betcha it was Gwyneth Paltrow, who they wanted and just couldn't make it happen. I don't see Jada as this. I don't see Gwyneth as this. Who was the first one you said? Kate Blanchett. Not her either. I, with Keanu? Yeah. No. Was the last one you said? Gwyneth Paltrow. Penelope Cruz is in Oh, well. Penelope. Yeah, she's got chemistry with everybody. I was about to say, how do you not have chemistry? I'd have chemistry Kate Blanchett. I'm, I'm, I'm changing my answer. I'm going to say Kate Blanchett. Whatever. I'll say Gwyneth. It's weird. You're all wrong. It's Jada Pinkett Smith. Whoa. She was originally supposed to be casted. So it could have been a Will and Jada situation? It possibly could have. And she tested with Keanu it was horrible on screen, just yeah. terrible. They later did become friends, and she was later casted in the sequel. Niobe. Is Niobe. That um, makes more sense. But it just did not work. And she barely worked as Niobe, so I get it. Barely. Sets from which movie are reused in The Matrix? Dark City, Johnny Mnemonic, Barbed Wire, Tank Girl. Johnny Mnemonic. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I feel like something of Dark City and Tank Girl. Blair, tell Tyler to have a sip. Whoa. Woo! Feeling it, feeling it, feeling it. Sets from Dark City. Drink it. Including rooftops, buildings, and other exterior sets were used in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> These pops of Connery are going to come out everywhere. Johnny Mnemonic was basically <laughs> Neo, you know, 0.5. It's true. Connery's <laughs> been unleashed and it's like you can't put the top you back on out. it. <laughs> it's already out. I mean, how many times would you have to hear him say the Matrix in the movie and you could just know that's how he would say it? Yeah. Connery, can you say that? Lest Connery, please. <laughs> oh, sure. Let me try it this way. <laughs> Let me try the more Matrix. Time. Matrix. <laughs> Matrix. It's a little less Connery. The Matrix. It's the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> the faces y'all are making right now. <laughs> oh, you have to like enter your Connery face when you do it because it like changes everything. 
Approximately what year <laughs> is it when the events of the Matrix take place? 2371, 2199, 2030, or 1999? 2030. 2199. Blair's just ignoring the rules of the game, going with her own <laughs> guesses. It's not working out for her. Double sips. I was correct, and you were wrong. <laughs> Two sips. I got like the last couple. Two so like I wouldn't say I was doing it no. a lot. Ignoring the rules of the you game. You know I'm yep. terrible Wrong. with the rules. Yep. Just double sips. She's definitely a red pill kind of gal. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the rules. I'm popping. I'm boofing that red pill right out <laughs> <in> my butthole. <laughs> give me two. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. One per dose. Give me two. Better <laughs> make it three. Gotta make life interesting. How many previous versions of The Matrix existed before the one Neo was in? Five, hundreds, an infinite number, or ten? Five. I prefer counting from the emergence of one integral anomaly to the emergence of the next, in which case this is the sixth version. Five is correct. Yeah. The architect was Blair, a dude. be drinking. I was going to go infinity all day. I know you were. I saw what your answer was going to be and just start drinking. You can see infinity just yeah. around my... One, you fucked up in the last question. Two, I knew you were going to be wrong. Just... I don't even get an answer to this question. No, you were suspended. Shut the fuck question. up, surgery. Morpheus was like, you know, encouraging and he was persuasive, but the architect was the only character that I ever saw in that movie that was intimidating. For sure. Where he was like... You can Cast do, really well. say whatever you want. I created this motherfucking place. You sit in your chair and you listen to me. All right, Blair, you are off suspension. Are you ready to get back involved? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like sitting here like all like, like, at attention like, ready. Position of attention. Yes. Now now she's ready. Hey, I, she, she wants to re-enter the Matrix. Okay. Plug in, Blair. You're I coming up. Blair's back. In. Blair, welcome back. <laughs> Dial up Blair over here. <laughs> She's porting in. <laughs> Until Deadpool surpassed it in 2016, which record did The Matrix Reloaded hold? Most awards for special effects? Most on-screen deaths? Highest grossing R-rated film? Or had a best-selling video game series? Highest grossing R-rated film. Blair. Do you agree with Tyler? No, I was either going to go video. Star drinking. Yeah. Oh! Terrible decision making, Blair. Maybe wow. special effects. How? He's on fire. Okay. Wow. How about some support over here, Blair? I'm There's, killing it. I'm drinking, but can I just say, yes, I understand. <laughs> the special effects, though, the Matrix was like known for all their like. This is two. This is part two. Craziness. It was part two. You didn't catch that, did you? Oh, oh. No. Yep. oh, but you also mentioned most deaths. And after seeing the third one and just the people falling. Fourth one. Or, fourth one. Oh, that was the fourth one? Mm -hmm. After the fourth one, people are just jumping out of the buildings, plop, plopping on the ground one after another. That was a that crazy had to scene. have been on the list of like crazy kill count. The burly brawl with all of the Agent Smiths. And yeah, so yeah, many people. CGI Smith. But that, that had to have been a record. That only counts as one death though, because that was all just oh. reflections of one person. Oh, it's true. such a Matrix thing for you it's to such say. Such a Matrix point <laughs> for you to make. I got a Matrix point. Blair, why aren't you drinking? I'm drinking. Just trying. Grossing 739.4 million worldwide, The Matrix Reloaded in 2003 became the highest grossing R-rated film of all time until it was surpassed by Deadpool in 2016. Mm. Tyler knows. Fuck. 
How many Academy Awards did the Matrix 1999 film win? This is the first one. This is the first one. Four, none, two, or six? What are they, Blair? Special I'm effects. Say, yeah, which ones? Special effects. Well, they're broken down. And yeah. There, Blair. <laughs> I'm going to say two as well. Well, like, no, there is like a best visual effects. Yeah. That, that's what you're referring to. When they to. were like creating like the bullet moment. I mean, that's like. Bullet time. Yeah. The bullet moment. The bullet moments. Bullet moment gets an award. And like then. She's feeling it. She's feeling those Christmas claws. And Wasn't then maybe it? like something. Original cinematic. score. I want to say. What? It was something. Original sc- it was music related. No. Wasn't it? No. I, would t- I feel like None, I could tell you. Two, two or six. Two. two. You're both saying two. Yep. You're both drinking. Oh. Zero? The film won all four oh. of the awards it was nominated for. Which ones? Best visual effects, mm-hmm. best sound mixing, sound mixing, best sound editing, editing, and best film editing. Fuck! Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, don't fuck with me in best score. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, mm mm. How many drafts of the Matrix screenplay did the Wachowskis write before it was picked up? 21, 7, 1, or 14? I'm going to go with 1. Multiples of 7 here. I'm going to go 14. He's 14. Do you agree? No, I bet the Wachowskis. Players start drinking. Yeah. Oh, come on. 14 is correct. 14 is great. Thank you. Pound it, Blair. Pounding. The sunglasses for each character were custom designed by Oakley, Ray-Ban, Blind Design, or Motion Picture Optics. Oakley. Do you agree? I want to go with Motion Picture Optics. That's clearly the one I made up. I know it is, Blake. I just had to look at you as I was saying it because that's such a <laughs> Optic Nerf magazine. Yeah, I know that you're channeling your Glenn Hedrick right now. <laughs> the motion picture optic. It's either yeah. Ray-Ban or Oakley, but I, I'm still steadfast. It's Oakley. Oakley. You're both saying Oakley. You're both drinking. Oh, it's Ray-Ban. Ray-Ban. Blind design. Blind what? design. And weren't available to purchase until the film's sequels, The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions, were released. Whoa. Shish kebabs. <laughs> God, it's good on that one. <laughs> Connery. Oh, my God. Connery. The iconic bullet time effect was conceived and created specifically for the Matrix. <laughs> the famous swirling shot of Neo's gravity-defying backbend was made using a rig that contained 120 individual digital still cameras and two film cameras. The still images were carefully stitched together to create the shot frame by frame. The first test shot of the bullet time effect gave a nearly 360 degree view of an exploding trash can. This effect changed the way movies were made from then on. It was almost immediately parodied in multiple shows and films. Yeah. Give me three examples of bullet time parody, and I expect you to get these as I didn't even have to look any of them up. Scary movie. There's one. Yep. We'll let you work together on this <laughs> since you're drinking either way yeah go ahead and help i mean i, I just like rules free since 93 <laughs> <play> over here. <laughs> if you need me i'll be over here breaking no, the rules i don't love the rules all right well she's helping okay so she gave you I'm one done. no 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 I'm keep going here. you're, no. you're, you've already broken take your penalty <laughs> step and get back in <laughs> <laughs> you stole the only one that i can think of so i'm gonna sip <laughs> Ooh. 
We got Deuce Bigelow. Remember that right off the bat. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Fighting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Scary movie. Shrek. They had Shrek. one. Shrek. I do Shrek know what you're saying. And then I remember it in King fat, of Queens. Fat Bastard, too. Yeah. Oh, you have one? that's right. And King of Queens. The other fat bastard. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Heffernan. Rumble in the Bronx. Heffernan. Yeah. That was his name in the show. Kevin James. So are you drinking? Blair, or, drink again. Yeah, Blair, drink again. I thought I was helping. I drank here. Her. Yeah, you helped. I got one. I drank while I was helping. That was your penalty sip. Oh, no, this is another one? wrong answer sip. Yeah, that's the wrong. I'm answer gonna sip. need another one. Me too. All right. Well, one more. We'll take a little break. The Matrix began as a comic book. Who wrote the original comic? The answer's so obvious. I can't even give you any choices. The Wachowskis. Do you want to agree with that? Absolutely. First one of the games. Saved it for last. Yay! Yay! You get to drink one. Drink it. Filmmakers Lana and Lily Wachowski originally conceived the storyline for The Matrix as a comic book. They had both previously written comic books for Marvel. That's awesome. That is awesome. Drink it up, B. I'll join you. They definitely Cheers created for that. this amazing Cheers world. And that. what I love is that love wins. I mean... To me, it's a love story. Well, the fourth one definitely got a little lovey-dovey. I'm excited to get into that. But before we do, let's take a break. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Something Crunchy, and I hope you're enjoying the episode. It now pays to crunch down every week because we're hooking you up with big discounts from big brands. Up to 35% off Invicta watches using code CRUNCHY and apparel from 8080. Where in addition to 10% off using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend goes toward an entry into the Dream Car Giveaway. Don't forget to join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for updates, polls, and the web's crunchiest memes. You can find us on Twitter at crunch underscore cast. And feel free to send any questions in your track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the show. And we're back. Good stuff. Having a good time. All right, so we've seen that new new. Let's get into our review of the fourth installment available now in theaters and HBO Max, The Matrix Resurrections. All right, 68% on the tomato meter and 68% audience score. Wow, interesting. Lower than expected. Yeah. Uh, Early on, just came out, that was fresh, only 191 reviews on the tomato meter, but 500 plus on the audience score. Hmm. A couple notes by critics I agreed with. It is a Matrix movie that could have only come with 20 plus years of hindsight and insight. I was moved far more than I expected to be. Another, The Matrix Resurrections is a breath of fresh air in a time when reboots are a dime a dozen. And The Matrix Resurrections is a better messenger and cultural analyst than a cinematic spectacle. It may not deliver the original thrills, but it at least starts some conversations. A little on the nose for us, but, yeah. Yeah. but I do agree with it. Right off the bat, I'll tell you my initial reaction is positive. I really did enjoy this. I was not let down. And for the most part, I got what I came for. Would you agree? Totally. Yep. You, you enjoyed it. Blair, yep. did you enjoy 
The Matrix. I know that like you couldn't remember a lot from the sequels, but you probably remember a lot of the original. Yeah, it tied up a lot of like loose ends, and I love a love story. Blair liked the the romance. Blair came for the romance. Yeah, <laughs> no, even like look things up. I feel like they they like it all in the end comes to like love wins. No, it does, and I'm gonna. That's one of the things I want to nitpick at later. Um, you know, so I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I desperately didn't want to hate it. Didn't want it to come 15 years too late like some of the others we've seen. I didn't yeah. want it to be a stain on the franchise. And it was none of those things. Uh, this was very well done considering the enormous expectations. And I'd even go as so far to say for the average viewer, it's likely the most enjoyable film of the franchise after the original in 1999. Yeah. Definitely the easiest to understand. Wouldn't you think so? That for the yeah. like average viewer... Aside the original, this was probably the most enjoyable of the four. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the first three were excellent. If you really got into it and you wanted to spend some time, you know, dissecting the philosophy behind it, but this kind of just laid it all out there for you. It's like this is where we got it. This is how it came. Yeah. If you like it, you know, you're gonna love this. Yeah. <laughs> Lots to like, but I'm eager to dig right into what I didn't like. I, I prefer a roast. It won't get too toasty in here, but there's plenty I could bash on here. <laughs> First, too much romance, Blair. Um, yeah. No. Blair, like, came for the Neo, stayed for the romance. Absolutely. It can be a part of the story, but it shouldn't be the story. I mean, how many scenes, Tyler, did I turn to you after Neo did some adrenaline-fueled sequence only when Trinity is brought up and saying, that's the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least three or four times did I do that yeah. in the film. It was super it was, cheese. It was just, wow. Like, But I agree with the message, though, so I can't mm. hate on it. Y'all are so married right now. Tyler's a lover. <laughs> I, know, I know. I I even knew that that was the message before I was married. And I, I know. knew it was the reason why someday I would be married. And it was very much a part of the story before the fourth, but they just really honed in on that. Sure did. It really did. What but, would you like the like message to be? I don't like I don't mind the message and I like all of it and I like the the free will and I like the backstory. The choices, all the things. Yes, like I like all of it, but I just didn't like the blatant just the power of love will will conquer yeah, will conquer like, the machines. Yeah. Neo is the one because of Trinity and like I get it. Like I get it. I get it. <laughs> but like we we shouldn't be singing that. Not good enough for you. Yeah. It's just, that's not what we should be focusing on. We should be wondering why we didn't microdose beforehand to get the most out of the visuals. That's true. God, that's like so right. That's what like we should be focusing on. Why did we not? So just a little too much love and romance for an R-rated film. Too much for a Matrix film. Just too much. We fucking get it. Neo wants to drop some source code in Trinity's hard drive. (laughs) Get it. We get it. Long roping arcs of source code. (laughs) Right? He wants to plug into her matrix. Cool. We got it. Like, I remember that from the first nine hours of Matrix film. (laughs) You two love each other. We get it. (laughs) Get a room. Next, let's talk about how dumb we're treated. Filmmakers can treat (laughs) audiences like children sometimes, and I felt that a bit. In the first, there were references that were so much more cryptic and cerebral, and here they kind of just slap you in the face with them to make sure you didn't miss it. Matrix 4, on the nose. It's exactly (laughs) what it is. Yeah, Matrix 4, 
let me hold your hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get it. <laughs> Elementary I, edition. I kind of needed that, to be honest, though. And I feel like they were like, a lot of people, you didn't get it. Here you go. Here is For it. Sure like explain to the max so that you can understand you didn't catch the alice in wonderland references all along here's the book slapped on the counter here's just white so rabbit you can see it. again for you yeah <laughs> which just, i love some white rabbits so that's fine i mean a lot of people complained about the comedy and that there shouldn't be any comedy in these movies and i was waiting for those like cheesy comedic moments and i didn't get that vibe much all were, about them there were parts you kind of chuckle at or make you smile but it's not like they were going for hard laughs or trying to build any comedic sequences so i i did hear that ahead of time but i didn't really agree with it i thought it was funny there'd be a time where like keanu would just be like fuck <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, strawberries there's always those keanu parts yeah and there were a couple parts that were just a little too cheesy for my palate. Just a few little things I wish they would have resisted for an R-rated movie. Fist bumping the little robot, a little cringeworthy. Mm -hmm. oh. The final scene where they both fly off. Oh, like uh, hated where they hey. flew off. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Just hated that. Oh, yeah. Why? This whole sode's a spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. Remind me at the end to do like a... Spoiler alert to put into the beginning. <laughs> we're about 50 Official minutes. Yeah, spoiler at the end alert. of about, our episode. We're, we're, by the way. We're about 40 plus minutes into this thing. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, when they flew off at the end, the two of them, like, yeah. bothered the fuck out of me. Mm. And just really, like... I didn't hate it. I mean, it was like a direct ripoff from the end of the it first one. It was, and, and I hated it the first time. So that well, tells me there's going to be two each more. Other. It was cheesy in 99, and they like just and you're poured right. liquid cheese all over it. It was to years set later. up to have more. Five we found six. each other. We figured it out. Let's do this together and have three more films together. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is like Trinity's, you know, 3 0, not uh, yeah. Neo's, Neo's 3 0. 3 Neo's trio. Okay. Here's where it bothered me. The entire time I'm saying I love how there's zero obvious CGI moments and how the trilogy was just chocked full of them. The tracking was near perfect. The editing was so incredible. The shooting pushed new boundaries. It did. I was so impressed. But then they have this cheesy CGI flyaway scene at the end. And like, yes, it was just See, a rip off from the first one, sense. but it they like borrowed the technology from the first yeah, one. Yeah, there was nothing new about that. No, it was like a, I didn't care for that at all. Just, that, that was their big crown at the end yeah and that whole like yeah, visual scene just took a big dump on the movie didn't care for that no i agree what could have been a disaster as far as concept development bringing back the story in a fresh way casting tech expectations so much of it actually surpassed my expectations yeah, and held up with the others the story wasn't ruined they made bold choices some worked some didn't but while easy to bash on parts, this is not a movie that merits bashing in its entirety. Um, I did miss Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving. Yes. And you do realize... Huge losses. Huge losses. You do realize how well-casted the original was with just extremely talented actors. In fact, you didn't even really get to a fully appreciate Carrie Ann Moss and those with that stacked cast in the yeah. first one. But you do in this one. She was the best actor in this film by a mile. And so good. Even her chemistry with Keanu was better this go around. She was always great, especially in the original, but you just appreciate it much more in the new one. Without her, the level of acting across the board would have taken a hit. Keanu was good. He was Keanu. It's Keanu. He remembered how to Neo. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was the best John Wick doing Neo I've ever seen. That's true. 
well done. <laughs> and it's pretty... Actually, that is a good way of explaining it. Well, we and we already saw John Wick once this year play uh, Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Ted Theodore Wick. Yeah, Ted Theodore Wick. <laughs> and it's pretty easy direction. Repeat everything someone says in the form of a question and pretend you're seeing just about everything for the first time. Strawberry. <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> Wait. What's this? <laughs> New Morpheus was cool. He didn't bother me. Abdul Mateen did well, just like in Candyman. He just wasn't the original. Give it was this... the guy from Candyman. Yes. yes. And give and this dude like an original character, please. He's a good actor, and I yeah. see range. Just give him something Tony Todd and Larry Fish didn't do iconically for right. him. Yes. Yeah. He needs to do something completely on his own. OG, fresh. I agree. It's hard to like go in those two yeah. directions. Like Big, iconic shoes to fill. Yes. New Smith did well, but it took me all of two seconds to go, isn't that the funny, overly expressive spitting king in Hamilton? Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember having to pause and was like, so is that the king? Isn't that Hamilton? Like, I saw a third of Hamilton. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's king. You re- I remember that guy. Yes. King Smith was a little too distracting from then on. He kinged too well to play something this serious. Yeah. So, it, And he just wasn't Hugo. Like... No. Hugo had such a different vibe than, th- than this guy. I just want to call him the king Hamilton, <laughs> like that Hamilton has. I mean. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Hugo is the reason why the first three worked. Yeah. And why they were one of the biggest reasons. a certain, like, it was like, you felt, it was like the dark, creepy, scary, like, you didn't get that. No. From he, the king. He did that so well. Um, Hugo, he was imitating the Wachowskis to do that voice, that, like, iconic expression that he had yeah. the voice that he was using playing agent smith all he was doing was imitating the wachowski's voice really yeah he was like doing a wachowski impression that's like where the inspiration well, it where it came from yeah it worked he killed that Jada, um, yeah he killed it i also couldn't get over how they did up jada pankett too i've already made a meme comparing her to the <laughs> shaman arsenio played in coming to america <laughs> that looked terrible yeah that god was, i hated that she was not camera ready no for like a movie that was just known for next level effects and yeah. all this crazy just and it was so good but her horrible makeup and i'm sorry she's overrated as shit way before she became unpopular for cheating i just never found her to be very talented i'm sorry unpopular opinion whatever wow what oh i love jay what role did she play and just kill it to show off her craft which one was it you tell me which nothing one, set it off no I got her appeal in the the 90s, and like she was best friends with Tupac, took pretty pictures. I just don't get her appeal after 1997. She should have been a model. Sorry. MPH, he did well. I mean, he was crushing it until he was revealed as the analyst. No spoilers. Um, After that... (laughs) No spoiler. Yeah. After that, they let him put a little too much MPH in it. Just like a high pH level on this. <laughs> Way too high. Of high Extremely high pH level. Yeah. High pH level on this. The pH balance was like way, way off. off. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good MPH appearance. He was good as a therapist, but yeah, as soon as he changed over, then it yeah. just like it got too much. It was just too it yeah. They let him do what he wanted to and it was they let him be him and it was it was too much. I do so, like the symbolism with the blue glasses when he was the therapist in the beginning as the blue pill pusher. You know, we were showing you the re-showing you the beginning that you missed so you can catch some of those scenes before we started here. Yeah. It took you all of two seconds to pick that up. 
I would have had to watch this 10 times to realize that he was pushing the blue pills yeah. and the blue glasses. It was all symbolism for the blue pill. Well done. Good observation. Hmm. Yeah, and he was in control of the new version's bullet time effect, which was basically a modern 2021 version of the <laughs> Save by the Bells timeout that we saw from <laughs> Zach Morris in 1991. Same thing. And now those scenes have been ruined for you. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> timeout. Timeout. That's like exactly what was happening with no, the new bullet time I effect. I agree. As soon as you said that, it made me laugh so hard because you were so right. Like It's like, we've seen this. Wait, where have we seen this? MPH comes out and is like... Time out. <laughs> he <laughs> might as well have. He did, yeah. he did all but say time out. <laughs> so if that was not innovative. That was very Bayside High, 1992. Agree. <laughs> it's not new. Overall, I was not let down. I was visually stimulated. Saw some really cool scenes. Nothing was destroyed. Very comfortable giving this 8 out of 10 red pills. What do you yes. think? What do you think? Yeah, I like how it opened it up to the new crowd and kind of splayed it out there for everybody to see. I'd give it a easy B, 81, 82. Last question for you. I want you to go back and I want you to picture Sean Connery in The Matrix. Okay. I want you to picture him playing Morpheus. Mm -hmm. Right. Now they have to recast him for the new one, the new Morpheus. Yeah. Who are they going to recast to play Sean Connery's Morpheus? Oh, it's so hard. Ooh. That's tough. tough. It's really tough. That's a tough one. It could be a lot of different people. It could even Gerard be, it, Butler. That's a good one. It could be like good. a Josh Brolin. Like Gerard Butler could be like um Russell Crowe. He's a little too old now, but not compared to Sean Connery. Not with the interest of Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> he can look like anybody. That's a tough one to be like a younger mm. version of that. You lose 10 pounds. That's why I just feel like a Gerard Butler, <laughs> like a Jeremy Renner or something could maybe Not bad with the Jeremy Renner. I don't know. That, that's you a better have to age. push it. Like, that's a better age. I know. There's no like younger Scottish actors that are killing it though. Well, that's why I'm thinking a Gerard Butler can make, make that happen. Ben Foster. Oh yeah, I mean Ben Foster. I put him in anything. Benjamin could do anything. I feel Foster. Yes, he could. That is your. God. Yes, he could. We figured it out. Yep. Ben Foster would have been great in the Matrix. He would have been great as Neo. Like I, I think he could have played that role just as well, if not better, than Keanu. The other guys that were considered, I don't think they would have done anything different. I think they would have tried harder, and it would have not translated to the screen. But I think Ben Foster knows that he needs to be like you know, a little subdued for everybody to understand his character like Keanu did. Matrix fostered. It wasn't Keanu's choice. It was the only lane he had, but true. Ben Foster has that lane to go to. Yeah. Very true. He could choose to go there. Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Blair, any final thoughts? You got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that was a very nice, spoil-filled review. Mm -hmm. I feel good about it. <laughs> you took the teeth out of it just like they did. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Good stuff. Yeah, 8 out of 10. I think I'm going to feel good about that six months from now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good review. Well done. Well, let's move on to our track of the week. Out of Columbus, Ohio, this is Tosca Bear with Time to Let Go. <laughs> Thank you. 
I was feeling that one, and this is a cool artist. I'm into his vids. He dresses in a bear outfit with all these bright colors. He's got a thing, and it works. Love it. This is Tosca Bear's debut single from his debut album, which he describes as an indie pop album for people in their 30s. Great stuff. Thank you, Jason. And you can check out more tracks by Tosca Bear on the tube and wherever you stream your music. 
Keep on sending those track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. The crunchier, the better, of course. Still got the new double dream car giveaway over at 8080. In addition to the 15% off you get for using code crunchy, they're offering five times the entries right now. So every dollar you spend is worth five entries you do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out somethingcrunchy.com where you'll find every episode, our links for social media, and the Almighty Crunch Store where you'll find all kinds of crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Then there's a Something Crunchy Facebook group, the Beta Meta Group. Slip into our matrix of laughs and join the 5,000 strong who already know it's the most fun you can have with your pants on. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy. And as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. And be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. Probably should start recording. It's a good idea. Jeez. That was the second time I got crabs. <laughs> Crunch time. <laughs> it's boner time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Why is that one of my favorite quotes? It's like the best quote ever. <laughs> Why? Best quote ever. Well, let's talk about he... the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some red pills and blue pills. So let's go to the Matrix. <laughs> you guys, I can't breathe. Victor. Welcome this. to the Matrix. Oh my God. <laughs> Snort this red pill. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to the Matrix. <laughs> I can't. Here, you drive. <laughs> I'm from the Matrix. <laughs> I've seen the Matrix. <laughs> I can tell you about the Matrix. I care deeply about the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Can you give Tyler a hug while he's doing that, please? <laughs> can you please can you, can you can you give him a little support, please? <laughs> you know I'm here for that. Yeah, some athletic support. Yes. <laughs> if you could just Give that lumbar some support. Make make sure he doesn't pop a disc or anything. <laughs> what up, pop a disc? <laughs> I was gonna say my new nickname. Pop a disc. Pop a disc. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> pop a dog. Pop a disc. <laughs> Old man Dressel, <laughs> aka pop a disc. <laughs> pop a disc. I'm pop a nut. He's pop a disc. <laughs> <clears throat> Are we ready? Ready. <clears throat> and, mm -mm. <coughs> I don't like it. Wait. Mm -mm. I didn't commit. Gotta commit. <laughs>